Drama City Productions presets. Immersion Rig now online. Welcome nerd. Now generating episode 74. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in 3, 2, 1. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. So, Christian. Kids are weird, right? Yeah. All right. So my <laughs> my lovely daughter, who I love to death, mm-hmm. wakes me up the other night and she says, "Daddy, I'm having strange dreams." I go, "Honey, what 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 are you what's going on?" Okay. You know? Um and she she tells me, "I've been dreaming about a head." I go, "A head? A head without a body." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, what's <laughs> happening with this head?" And she goes, she goes, well, we're kicking it. And I kind of like chuckle. And she goes, yeah, head soccer. I was like, oh, okay. That Well, that sounds scary. That sounds like a nightmare. She goes, daddy, it wasn't my head. <laughs> I'm like, I, I guess you're right, kid. I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then she literally just like plopped down and fell back to sleep next to me. So I was, kids are weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Watch that one. I shouldn't be concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's got a point. It wasn't her head, but yeah. Hey, man, it follows Mayan history, right? (laughs) Yeah. Head soccer. (laughs) All right. Well, what the hell else is going on, Christian? Uh, We have a plethora of news to get through, Damon. Yes, we've got a couple trailers. Um, We got a new full-length Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark trailer. It's a book of scary stories. Tell me a story. Hey, what's going on? Tommy's missing. Tommy's name was in the book. There's no way it's actually connected, right? Okay, what if what happens in the book is exactly what's happened for real? Oh my god. Stella! Listen, you're in the next story. We're reading it right here. It's a corpse looking for her missing toe. I'm afraid that we woke something up. You shouldn't have taken the book. We've got to stop it. Sarah Bellows' book, where the stories write themselves and it all comes alive. So yeah, David, we finally got a look at the story of um, the movie so far. Yes. What were your thoughts, Christian? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not upset with the direction they went. It makes sense, you know, putting this together as a film-wise, you know, tying everything together like that. 
the different individual stories because yeah. it is it's an anthology series the book mm-hmm. the classic book from you know our childhood is an anthology book where we're getting you know different individual short stories um so i thought this was a clever way to kind of tie it together it seems like from what the trailer's showing us is that they're like they discovered the book and then the book is kind of writing itself as they're going mm-hmm. and they're trying to like stop the stories from happening. That's kind of the vibe I got from yeah. it. Um, we were both discussing that it feels a little familiar to us. Like, you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, if it's another horror movie, they did something similar. I was saying, I felt like never ending story kind of did something like that where the book is kind of writing itself. It does right. the, kind of like at the end. Right. But... Okay. I don't know. It, it does. I can't put my finger on what story or what mm. movie it is, but at the same time, it looks fantastic. It really does. I mean, it works perfectly for this style of story. Mm. I, I was okay with it just being a straight anthology. Like if they would have chosen that, um, you know, kind of like similar to like maybe like Trick or Treat yeah. or something like that where you get it where it's like, yeah, they're kind of interwoven, but not really, you know, they're separate stories that could stand on their own. But I mean, like I was saying, it looks fantastic. I feel like we don't get enough films like that, though. Anthology it's like movies? completely separate. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like really great anthology movies. Um you know, I mean, Twilight Zone was one, um, Tales of the Dark Side, but those are all, like, movies that's, you know, mm. are based off TV shows that are like that. So, obviously, Creepshow oh. is another one, you know, a classic. So, yeah, I mean, we they kind of fell out of, like, fashion for a while, you know? I was really hoping Trick or Treat would, like, bring mm. that back. VHS is another great one. Um, that you know that was like an independent like you know smaller movie mm-hmm. um, I don't think it got a, a, a widescreen release at all I think it was straight to like DVD at the time but that's a really fun one if you haven't checked that out check out VHS but anyway yeah th- I mean what they're doing though with just you know taking those classic illustrations and you know putting them on the screen is amazing though I really think everything has a great look and it I mean you can tell, like, right away when you see a lot of these creations, you know exactly what story mm. it's from and what, you know, what you're looking at. And, but I no, mean, you could, but you also still see Carol's touch on everything. I agree. Like, this completely reminded me of the creepiness of um, Pan's Labyrinth mm-hmm. when I was watching this trailer. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, it looks like it's going to be scary and that's all I wanted, mm-hmm. you know. So do we get, it? does it have a rating yet? I don't believe so. Okay, I'm hoping for a hard R, <laughs> you know. It looks like it's going to be at least R. At least. So let's say that it ends up being PG-13. Would you be disappointed? Um, as long as it doesn't hold back its punches, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess the stories don't need to be gory or anything mm-hmm. like that if, if you have those creatures on screen, you know. So. No, man, I need to see every inch of that spider coming out of her face. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like you could do that with PG thirteen too. I guess nowadays, so it would be more fun. But I mean, I definitely want an R. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I want an R rating. But it definitely it feels like they're going that route right now. So, um, but yeah, all right, and we got another trailer. Oh uh, yeah, um, Jessica Jones finally comes out next week. Yes, uh, which I depressed completely but... <laughs> forget about all mm. the time that that's still a thing. Jessica Jones. You are a cheater. You were given every advantage. 
allowed to make mistake after mistake. You can't control yourself. You have no discipline, just brute force. What do you want? I want you to die. Um, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I like the creepiness of the trailer. I, I, I have no idea who this villain is. It's not a villain that I'm aware of. So I know of the full killer, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know much about the full killer. And, uh, in the trailer, they uh, announced him as Salinger. Yes, and that would be the second full killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the original full killer wore this goofy ass get up look he kind of looked like a like zorro i guess um and he was he had like heavy like religious overtones mm-hmm. um basically a vigilante trying to like punish sinners um the second guy i think was more about what oh, what was the he he wanted people to live poetic lives so um it it seems like they've kind of like i don't know to me, like I think I commented while we were watching the trailer, it, it felt like they were doing Dexter versus Jessica Jones. Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, um, even the music sounded very De- Dexter-like to me, um, and just you know, and it makes sense though, because Dexter is very much along those lines. That character is almost a vigilante, mm-hmm. and that's what the full killer really is. Um, so, but the difference here is like they're making him, it sounds like from the trailer, he's like highly intelligent. So I'm not con- completely sure what his motives are, but it seems like he's stalking Jessica at the same time. Though. Mm-hmm. Um, we see glimpses of Jessica's friend. Ah, Hellcat. Hellcat. Trish. Mm-hmm. So we get a look at Trish. Um, and it looks like she's kind of going more into that Hellcat role now um, that they teased at the end of the last season. Um, it seems like their relationship is still strained, which makes perfectly sense since she shot Jessica's mom in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this trailer was really more setting up, it feels like, the villain of the season. So, um, which I they need to do before the show comes out. They do because they've done nothing really. Mm. I mean, it makes since it's already canceled at this point. I I understand why, but you know, it's depressing. It really is because I feel like the show's had so much potential and everything. Mm. I love that first season. Um, the second season, it was I was so so with. I mean, I definitely felt like though they could have you know redeemed it in my eyes at least with this third season i was really curious to see where they would take this character and now knowing that it doesn't really matter because this is it it's disappointing i still hope that they had enough time to kind of write a conclusion do you think they did i mean i feel like this was this might have been in the can already when they were yeah because weren't wasn't this already like in production before um, like Daredevil season three came out. Oh, I'm not sure, but I do. Right. I mean, they were working on it, but at the same time, I don't know when production wrapped and all the like the um, I I think Iron Fist at that point had been canceled. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know because I remember seeing like you know, I don't know like set photos and stuff like almost like it felt like a year ago. You know that they were mm. already like in the works with this like right after season two was released. So, I I mean, I'm with you, though. I hope that they had time to kind of, like, put a bow on everything and, you know, give her a proper send-off. 
because who knows if we're ever going to see this like mm-hmm. version of the character again on the screen, you know, which is pretty disappointing. I, like uh, I said, tons of potential. Yeah, it, it's sad to see these characters go. Like I've recently finally went back and watched Daredevil. Oh yeah, what did you think? It was fucking good. It yeah, was a right. Really good season. Yeah, it was a great. Season. <laughs> and that's what makes it so much harder. To I watch know. It. Go I away. Know. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully, they'll maybe Marvel will be able to revisit these characters, you know, on mm-hmm. Hulu or whatever they choose. You know, it definitely is not going to be on Disney Plus, though. So, um, but I have a feeling that Faki just wants to get his hands on these characters and give them a clean slate mm-hmm. and just kind of do his own thing, you know, which isn't necessarily a bad. I still thing. wouldn't mind Daredevil actually getting onto the big screen again. You know, no, absolutely. And I think there's probably more potential for that to happen mm. if it's a clean slate. Where I don't think Faki would want to bring, you know, the Netflix Daredevil yeah. to the big screen. So, but still, how badass would it have been, you know, in fucking Endgame if one of those fucking portals opened up and it was just all the fucking, you know, it been Netflix nice. Marvel characters? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it would just literally have to be like a second. Oh, just a second on the screen and everyone would lose their shit. But it wasn't meant to be, I guess. <laughs> it would be like right after Wong makes his joke like, whoa, were you expecting more? And then another <laughs> portal opens. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking Punisher with a goddamn bazooka or something be ridiculous. Amazing. Oh. Anyway. Alright, so let's move on. What do we have next, Christian? On the agenda, we have a new look at Wonder Woman. Finally, we got... It's like our first exactly. look of Wonder Woman. We got a poster <laughs> of Wonder Woman, which was just like super psychedelic, mm-hmm. um, which the 80s weren't. So I was a little confused by that. And then she's in this new costume. Yes. And I hope that's not actually the main costume. I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> you know, I really don't. I feel like it's almost like kind of like, you know, some Amazonian like dress like garb or something like that. Because it does look very like I don't know. It does. It, Someone was on acid. And I don't. <laughs> and drew it, it's like full armor almost. Oh well, that's so. Serious. Oh, you're talking about the poster itself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is the '80s. It should be more like fucking. Yeah, if it's the '80s, it should be more like splatter paint and like she should have been like a full like denim like outfit. I lived through the '80s. That did not look like the '80s to me. So, I, but she'll be in a denim on denim outfit. You I think so? Know. That's all. That's already come back in fashion as well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> a lot of bad things come back in fashion. Mm. So, all right. Well, that's all we got though. That was it. Just a poster. <laughs> so, with promise for more coming in the future. What? Yeah, the movie's coming out. So, <laughs> but it's like almost a year away, right? Mm. So, I don't know. They threw us a bone, I guess. Yeah, but I really don't think that's her, like, you know, I I guess, I'm guessing that she's probably going to wear that costume for maybe, like, ten minutes in the film. So, I feel like it's going to be, like, you know, some kind of, like, warrior trial or something like that she's going through. Now, Stephen Trevor's actually back in this film. Okay. Same actor and everything. How the fuck do you think that is? Like, do you think they're just saying, fuck continuity, we want this character back? Do you think it's like a relative or something like that? Like a nephew? You know, or do you think... Hmm. I don't know. 
I would ex- I would expect them to do the whole like it's my grandson thing, but I did he didn't have kids though. Unless it's like an illegitimate like, there's they'll probably have him survive the crash in some fashion. Do you think but they're even worried about continuity anymore? Though they might not be. But they still showed him in World War like two, right? No, but if they don't care about continuity, it doesn't matter. If they're just saying if this is a separate same, story, I, it's going to be confusing as all hell. Don't get me wrong. No, it's a direct sequel to the first one, at least. I don't know, man. It has to be. I don't know. It doesn't have to be anything. <laughs> That'd be too much. They're still going to get your money, right? I guess. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. Right? Yes, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. So, uh, But also, this week, we got a report... Of a rumor, of course, because that's what we deal with here is rumors, <laughs> of a Fantastic Four movie coming out sooner than later, um, which kind of goes against everything that we're hearing, mm-hmm. you know, because it sounded more like we were going to get this, you know, after the, you know, first part of this wave, you know, of the, the next phase of MCU films. Um, but it's, they're saying that this movie could actually be set for 2022. So in the next three years, um, you know, hey, I'll take it. I'm not going to complain. Mm. Um, we also heard that Peyton Reed from, you know, the director of Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp um, is making a pitch for it. And he was actually connected, I guess, to the original Fantastic Four films at one point at least making a pitch for it or something like that. So um, I'm not surprised that, you know... It's his chance. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it sounds like he's a huge fan of everything like mm-hmm. that. So, I um, mean, he's talked about it um, recently in interviews. You know, like he has ideas for it. So these are just rumors right now. Mm-hmm. We'll find more he's, he's about... He's a good choice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like tone-wise, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the tone of those Ant-Man movies, you know, totally fits like Fantastic Four. So I, I think it, it is a good choice, director-wise. So, um, but we'll find more about, like, what's in store for the next phase of the MCU mm-hmm. at D23. They did announce that they're going to make the announcement of, like, the full slate of movies for the next five years. I don't mind the Fantastic Four being an earlier film in this new set. No, I'm I totally like fine that's... with that. It's just everything that we heard, it's on like that was going to be mm-hmm. like down the line. Like I thought we were going to get like, you know, the first part of the phase and then, you know, then the next part, which would be more like the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and everything. So, um, but, you know, sooner than later is better. For, it's fine with me. I, I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess a one pitch he had where it would actually take place in the past. You know, I don't know if I necessarily want to see that. Because I feel like you have to do a lot of explaining, like, well, how did these characters exist in the past, but we never heard of them in the, the MCU? The de-aging team is getting real tired at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm not, you know, do you show? <laughs> do they show up in the future? Like, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, and there are also uh, rumors like the Black Knight would be involved, which we heard rumors of the Black Knight being involved in the Avengers movie. Like, that kept on popping up. Mm. So, with all the time travel stuff. So, I don't know. Take this all with a grain of salt right now. Another huge MCU uh, rumor we had was a Spider-Man rumor. 
actually. Um, and this is spoilers for anyone, you know, who's, you know, doesn't want to be spoiled, possibly, for uh, Far From Home, which is less than a month away at this point. But we're hearing that the Avengers Tower in the movie has been bought by none other than Oscorp, which means Norman Osborn yes. is near. Um, and some Reddit user who seems to be in the know, he's actually made like big predictions or, you know, had, you know, I guess like, you know, first come news before, um, is saying that Norman Osborn is actually slated to be like one of the main villains of this phase, which makes a lot of fun, uh, sense to me. So, I mean, Norman for me is like a top five, like Marvel villain. Mm -hmm. So, and really in the last like decade or so, they've really made him into like almost like their Lex Luthor. So I, I could definitely see, you know, Norman having a big part in this and I would love to see that. And we've been having a lot of like, you know, speculation on the possibility of a Dark Avengers movie, which would directly tie to Norman too. So, um, we'll see. I mean, Norman did, like, he took over S.H.I.E.L.D. at be... one point. He renamed it S.W.O.R.D. Mm. Um, and then he started his own version of the Avengers. So It'd be fun if he, like, kind of reinvented the tower into, like, a Dark Avengers tower. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it would make sense. Mm. So, um, I mean, Norman's such a big part of Peter's life and his whole story. I don't see, you know... You can't get too far into, like, you know, Spider-Man's story without Norman Osborn. So I'm all for it. I would love to see who they would cast for it. I mean, that's going to be a whole other episode, though. So, I don't Brian know. Brian Cranston. Since he did... I think you nailed it. Because he would have been great as Lex, oh, right? Man. He would... And that was... Everyone was... Once again, that was on everyone's wish list. Mm. Uh, but he would be a great Norman Osborn. He would be, so I could totally see that. Now I'm not going to be able to get him out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Just an early pick, early pick. We'll, yeah. be, we'll be doing this for it's over It's going to be year. hard, though, to top that one, man. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, so, yeah, no. I'm, I'm really hoping this rumor's true, though, so I can deal with some Green mm. Goblin in our lives right now. Well, more MCU news. We have John Wick entering the MCU. Oh, Yeah. Uh, he's going to be entering for Eternals, which I still don't know jack shit about the Eternals. Well, possibly. He's <laughs> he's in talks, I guess, for the Eternals. We don't know the mm. role yet. Um, but and he's been he's been clamoring for a like MCU like role for yeah, a long I'm time. I'm sure the Eternals wasn't his like first choice. No, I'm guessing not. <laughs> <laughs> not even his like 50th pick. So <laughs> He was probably like, who? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like he's in talks right now. No one knows the character who he would play. Um, there's a lot of speculation. The only character I even recognized on the list, because that's how little I even know about the Eternals, was Star Fox, who's actually Thanos' uh, brother. So mm. that would be interesting. Um, he's a former Avenger. But, yeah, yeah, um, we already have Angelie Jolie on, I guess she's already, right? She already signed the contract? I believe so. Right? The ink is dry. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, Richard Madden from, uh, Game of Thrones is also on board. So, it's, I mean, they've got quite a cast. There's a lot of Eternals, though. So I don't know what story they're telling or like how deep they're going to go into the lore. I hope not too far. Like enough to 
explain what they are and then... I really hope they put their own, like, twist on it. Exactly. Because, like I said before, I could give a shit about the Eternals. So, I really hope, you know, Foggy works his magic. I mean, I would have said the same thing about the Guardians... Exactly. ...years ago, you know, and he proved me wrong, so... But at I'm least just, when when they're putting so much star power behind it, you imagine they're really trying to make something work, you know? Yeah, I mean the Eternals to me are like the poor man in humans, and I hate <laughs> the Inhumans. So yes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, man. So, but I mean, there's always hope. I, I in Faki we trust, right? Well, if you were to cast him in anything that wasn't the Eternals, what would you cast him in? In a like a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. If you had an idea. If I had a cast him as someone in a Marvel movie. I don't know. Like, I know he wanted to play Wolverine for a long time. And mm. I, I definitely don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I'd put him in a Marvel movie. I don't need <laughs> a lot of, like, big names in these movies. Like, I, I feel like Marvel, like, Is, sells the movie yeah. on to itself marvel makes stars you know not the other way around so i don't know i'm trying i mean there's so many different characters you know out there maybe nomad he could be nomad you know he should play conan oh god <laughs> he'd have to gain like a hundred pounds of muscle man <laughs> you saw him with his shirt off and wick three <laughs> Yeah, I can't really. I I, I don't know. Maybe like a, a Spider Man villain or something like that. So maybe go back to his like Bill and Ted roots. He could play like. Oh, we already had a Shocker. Maybe he could be like Scorpion or something like that. Mm. You know, something along those lines. But like <laughs> I said, I, I he can he can stick with John Wick. I, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I mean, they're gonna make a million of those movies. Yes, exactly. They're pumping out cash. So yes, yes. I think <laughs> Chapter Four was already in the works oh, before yes. even Three was released. So though, with that ending, they they no. were going to make a full. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and rightfully so. I'll be there. <laughs> I love me some gunfu, so I'll be there. All right, Christian, that's gonna do it for news. I know you saw a movie this weekend. Yes, I saw Godzilla King of Monsters. Mothra. Roden. Ghidorah. Oh my. They're moving like a pack. They're hunting. They all respond directly to an alpha. We stop this Ghidorah. We stop them all. Is there another creature that might stand a chance against him? My God. Zilla. I know he was the king of the monsters, but was he the king of the box office, Christian? Not really. Um, especially after the review bomb he received. Well, not it wasn't. I can't call it a review bomb, but I'm just saying it was definitely mixed. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely mixed. A, underwhelming performance mm. in the box office. Um, I guess people weren't clamoring for this movie. No, I mean, do you think the reviews hurt it? Um, probably since the first one didn't do like it wasn't like the first one was like a major hit or anything mm-hmm. like that. 
So I'm guessing, you know, seeing more negative reviews for a second film, especially when they're trying to make another Toho, like, franchise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. This movie must have been fucking expensive. I guess. It looked expensive. (laughs) Now, I gotta say, though, when I saw the trailer for this, Mm -hmm. I thought it looked spectacular. So I, I was I was surprised they didn't do that well. No, I mean, if, if we're getting into it, you know, it's it's that typical like popcorn film, where like you're there for the action, but the story that they put in place doesn't really, you know, it's not that great. Kind Nothing of lackluster. Special. Yeah, uh, it's very much it's it's a story about um, people trying to do what's right for the world, and two different sides, you know, trying to argue. Now that kaiju exists in this world, um, titans as they like to call them, you know, like are they here to destroy us? Should we kill them first? And this is a direct sequel to the last yes. Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are there any characters that carry over? Yes, um, Ken Watanabe's character. Um, so there's several like smaller characters from the uh, first film that are there, okay. like part of his team and everything. Um, and then of course uh, there's this extremist group, um, you know, run uh, run by Tyrion. Uh, okay. Or, no, Tywin. Sorry, not Tyrion. Uh, from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Um, and they're they're thinking that the Titans are there to pretty much you know fix the world. You know, uh, if we release them, they will bring you know balance to everything. You know, all the damage that we've done to the planet, they will help clean up. You know, that's their purpose. So it's kind of a big you know conversation about you know what did humans do to ruin the planet and how can you know, these titans kind of fix the world. The whole premise sounds ridiculous to me. Like, how would these monsters fix the world? It, they bring it. balance. They'd create... Cause, um, it's not the fucking force. <laughs> <laughs> the the radiation that's waving off of them is also creating new life wherever they go. Well, because they're demolishing cities and then, okay. of course, vegetation's growing without human presence there. So this is the, that extremist like, yes. group that believe that so they feel like they have to unleash mm-hmm. all the titans and it seems that one of the extreme the, the extremist group has turned one of the monarch employees um who has d- created this device that can pretty much wake up any kaiju and of course the first one that they wake up is king Ghidorah, and it, then it just becomes a nightmare from there forward Okay. because uh, uh, he is a alien kaiju not from earth and he's kind of just able to wake up all the Titans all at once. So are all the Titans aliens too? No. So a lot of them are How do actually, they know that it's an alien Titan? Um, do they explain his, that? His body... like they, they stay very scientific in this where old Godzilla was... Old Godzilla tor- stories were more like, oh, the religion and faith behind everything. Okay. This is more biological and everything. So they, they realize, you know, he doesn't have the same physiology and can't be affected by the same weapons that Godzilla and all the rest of them can okay um they they bring lots of great lore from the original movies and just they bring an oxygen bomb and they drop it on the two of them while they're fighting and only godzilla is affected by it okay so he's just able to keep going so now is godzilla being used by like our heroes to like protect like the cities like is that what they the heroes are are studying him rather like they're their idea is we are, you know, Godzilla's pets. He's not ours, you know? Okay. Yeah, I think I remember that from the trailer. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
when they're waking up, you know, um, Ghidorah, uh, Godzilla, his whole patterns, like, they've been tracking him for, like, years, so he's, like, has a specific swimming pattern across the earth and everything, mm-hmm. um, just beelines it to the, um, to the north. Okay. And then it becomes a fight up there. So how are the battles in this? Um, you know, the battles are a huge grand scale. Um, I really enjoyed them for the most part. Uh, you know, people are just getting demolished left and right. Okay, so um, there's they, lots of casualties. The heroes are very much plot protected. They, okay. Any situ- situation they're in, they are going to be saved. It's just that type of film. Okay. Um, Which is, I mean, fine. Yeah. It's, you can make you that know. argument about any <laughs> film, honestly. So, I mean, so, do the battles live up to, like, the hype? Um, For what you would want to see in a Godzilla movie? For the most part, I would say they're a little too short. Okay. Is there a lot of them? Um, there's about, I would say there's three main battles and then there's maybe, uh, one and a half like side things going on. Cause also, uh, Mothra, who is another good, um, kaiju is out there doing stuff. Okay. So Mothra's on our side, basically. Yes. She is the queen of monsters, as you could say. Okay. All right. How's, uh, Millie Bobby, uh, Brown? Um, she did well. Is I she mean, like a main character? Cause she's all over the trailer. She's the daughter of the, um. Scientist that switches sides. Okay, she's so, not like a Godzilla whisperer or anything. No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she's kind of like she's on her parents have separated and um she's on the side of the mom at the time and the mom leaves to go to Monarch. You know, keeps telling them uh his her daughter you know this is what's going to fix the world and kind of gives this kind of happy version. Of what's going to happen. And then once the destruction starts bringing in. She starts to realize. This is wrong. You're a monster. Everything that's happening isn't. You know. What's right for people on earth. The billions that are going to die. Because of this. So in the end of the movie. Are the humans the real monster? Is that what. Is that where we go? No. Is that the moral of the tale? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's, that's what just, the trailer felt like it was setting up. To. I feel like that's just stamped from the beginning. Okay, it's just it's the humans are the problem. Okay, and that's why the kaiju are even here. Uh, visuals effects. Um, it's solid. It isn't like spectacular. I would mm-hmm. say it wasn't like Alita or Marvel good. Okay, but it was still like everything made sense. Everything flo- flowed well. It was like- Though it wasn't like two guys in rubber suits fighting no. each other. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have better than that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> I mean, if I can see Tiger Mask matches in New Japan, I can watch two guys in. That's rubber suits. right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it is. I would say it's a solid B action film. You know, it's. It's not anything that's like... You're not saying it's a B-movie, though. I'm not saying it's a B-movie, necessarily, but it's not like... It's not up there. It's not like I'm going to want to rewatch this a million times and have... like. It's not something I'm going to like think about too much. And you're pretty... I mean, would you say you're like a hardcore like Godzilla fan? I'm not a hardcore Godzilla fan, but I did watch it a lot as a kid. Okay. So, so you're I, a fan. I, I know quite a few. Where would you put this in like the pantheon of like Godzilla movies? Um, it's it's definitely better than whatever Matthew Broderick was in. 
Okay. So it's not it's not with the bad yeah. Puff Daddy soundtrack and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm I'm trying to be objective with it because it's like it's nowhere near like Venom or Justice League bad, but it's nowhere near like um, Avengers good. You know, it's 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 just this like solid piece of work just that middle, isn't going to go in middle of the road. It's very middle of the road. Forgettable. I. The storyline is definitely for. Do you want to see like a sequel? Like, do you want to see the series like continue? The after credits, I'm I'm definitely interested in. They do a lot of interesting things, where it's like now that all the kaiju are out, there's all of them on the planet are out and about now. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, The after credits introduces the concept of mecha. Um, kaiju, which will, I want to see. So I want it's like to see Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, well, it's going to be Mecha Ghidorah first, I think. Okay, so. isn't that like the the robot? Like, mm-hmm. so how do they introduce that concept? Well, not to like. I mean, obviously we're spoiling everything now. So, <laughs> yes. but. so Ghidorah loses, okay, and gets killed, and then they like rebuild them or something. At the end, they show the extremist who survives. Um, that uh, they show him King Ghidorah's head. And the only other Ghidorah in lore, at least, is Mecha um, King Ghidorah. So that's kind of the path to go down. Okay. okay. Um, this is all leading to, like, I think next year or two years from now is Godzilla versus King Kong. So, I mean, that's the main thing now that they're working King, so on. So I didn't realize that Skull Island was actually part of this mm-hmm. whole thing. So, like... In Skull Island is like, did you see Skull Island? That's actually, I did not see that film. Okay, did they drop any Godzilla seeds in that movie? I'm not a hundred percent. They okay. do, um, they do bring up like the concept of there being a hollow Earth, and there being like tunnels underneath the Earth and everything. Um, okay, and that in this film, it's clear that Godzilla is using these tunnels to swim to get faster to different places. Um, they bring up Skull Island. They show footage of um, King Kong in this film. So they're definitely from 100%. Skull Island? Yes, from, from the, 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 the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So are we, so we are going to get a Kong vs. Godzilla movie. Yes. That's going to happen no matter what. I think that's I already been in production, so wow. I'm, I'm assuming Okay. Well, I hope this movie starts doing better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't do horrible, but I, no. I think it definitely underperformed. Mhm. Um, but yeah, so, like, okay, if you had to give it a rating, five stars, um, obviously. I would, I'd probably have to give it a 3.5. 3.5, okay, which isn't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's strong. So, um, what would you like to see them do differently? Um, I guess focus a little less on the human element of it, you know? It's. I feel like every time I see a movie like this, I'm like, I need less humans. <laughs> like when they're fighting, like all the Transformer movies, like why am I seeing so many exa- fucking like humans? in the Transformers movies? That's the exact same issue. You you're following these human characters running in these battles, and you're just seeing everything happen in the background. It's kind of the same elements. There's almost exactly the same elements in this film, where it's just like you're watching them try to survive while this big fight's happening behind them. It's like. Kind of want to focus more on the fight. Yeah, I don't. The fight looks beautiful about... and awesome, and yes. then I'm watching this asshole. You know, like these guys clearly just leave. Why would you stay there? Why would you watch this? Why would yes. you put yourself in a bad position? Yes. There's so many times where they're like shooting guns at them, and I'm like, 
you're just gonna die. Right, and you, like if you're that <laughs> stupid, you deserve to die. So I don't care about you. I just want to see the monsters beat the shit out mm. of each other. I will say this film did a good job of showing people in peril, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I thought, there's a there's a big moment where you think the daughter is dead. Like she ran home uh, after after like um, escaping everyone, mm-hmm. and like the parents are like chasing after her, trying to find her and everything. And they get to the house, and the house is demolished. Okay. And, like, they pull rubble off of her. And she's been, like, hiding in a tub. She, of course, coughs and wakes up. Okay. But for, like, ten seconds there, I'm like, is she dead? Did they go there with this? Really? Wow. <laughs> you know? Now, did you actually care? Did they make you care about her enough? Um, like, where it would have mattered? Moralistically, I think I cared about her. But, I, you know, like, as much as I could in this film. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, so she's, they did their she's job an innocent figure you, yeah. between these two like, She's still factions. a kid, but at yeah. the same time, yeah. Okay. Or you weren't like clamoring, okay, I don't care, I need to see more monsters mm. at this point. Okay. So, how long was the movie? It was two hours, ten minutes. That feels a little long, right? I, you know, some people are saying that it could have been 45 minutes shorter, but I, I felt like... I, 45 minutes shorter? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! I, I felt like it was fine. I didn't feel two hours when I was Okay, this. okay. Because I said the same thing with John Wick when I saw it. Because I think John mm. Wick was like two hours and ten minutes. And I was like, what the hell do you have to say in two hours and ten minutes? Like, you you should have... You should be able to tell your story in an hour and a half with John Wick. But I, I didn't feel the two hours at all. So, I mean, hey man. No, yeah. If they had focused... If you got the story, bit, fill it mm, out, I guess. They focused a little bit more on Monsters... Really build suspense towards when they like show up on screen as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, the introduction of you know the two of them going to a fight was great and all. Seeing them both like burst out of the ice and they're standing there. But at the same time, like I would have liked Godzilla gets his entrance, King Ghidorah gets his entrance, and there's more like suspense building to both of them coming out. Like spoken like a true wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, all right, man. So you you would recommend this movie though? Yeah, if you if you want to go see monsters fighting, go ahead. Yeah, you know, that's, you like Godzilla, you films, like <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, if you don't know any, if you haven't been watching Godzilla at all, I would say pick up the last film, watch that, watch this one. Um, as a fan of Godzilla, what's like if someone's just getting into Godzilla, like what's the movie you recommend? What's your favorite Godzilla film? <sighs> What's my favorite traditional Godzilla film? Just your favorite Godzilla film. You don't have to... I, I would have it. to say my his fight against uh, Mechagodzilla. Just, okay. It's a good mirror match. It's uh, Mechagodzilla is just like unbeatable. Mm-hmm. And it really puts Godzilla on the ropes. Okay. Throughout the entire time. So that's your favorite, like if you like your go-to Godzilla mm-hmm. film? It, it really shows him to be a hero. You okay. Know? All right. All right. All right, man. So, let's move on. Yes, we got comics to talk about this week. Christian, you like podcasts. I love them. I love podcasts. Have you heard of this new PodCoin app? No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what could I even use digital currency on? Gift cards, um, Amazon, Starbucks. I believe they even have Target. Um, you can also use that digital currency to donate to your favorite charity. 
if you want. Wow. If really? you're actually a good person, unlike yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to really look into this. I listen to a lot of podcasts, damn it. Me like, too. Daily. And I mean, you might as well get paid for it, right? Exactly. Uh, and right now, if you go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow, you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and go download PodCoin. All right. The pod player that pays. man so let's talk some comic books yeah first up uncanny x-men number 19 all right what'd you think of uncanny x-men number 19 i'm concerned um we got to catch up with emma frost and see what she's been doing this Mm -hmm. entire time um and it seems like she's been pulling the x-men strings so we find out that she was kind of she was captured by the ones um she's basically gave them the whole mutant vaccine she's kind of caused everything that's going on right now i guess um you know it was her desperate way of kind of getting out of a bad situation she let them know that beast had this vaccine um and now they got their hands on it um she has been i guess she's she found out that scott was back from the get-go um but she didn't want to reveal herself to to scott because she felt like she would be putting him in too much danger they would come after him also so i didn't realize how much like power the ones like they had so i was i was kind of surprised by that um you know they they sent i guess the new mutants after her um, and that's how they were able to capture her, you know, the, the sentinel versions of the mm-hmm. news that we saw, like, in the first, you know, issue. Um, you know, so the issue kind of alludes, well, one, they don't allude. They basically say that, you know, she has, like, set Wolverine, you know, to watch over Scott. And that's why, you know, he ends up joining with him in the very beginning. I really don't like that. You know, that that was disappointing. So, um, <coughs> I kind of liked just, you know, Wolverine having loyalty to the X-Men mm. and to Scott and everything like that. I feel like you didn't need that aspect, you know, in this book. You know, because that's just who Logan is and yeah. everything. So, I, it, you know, I think it would go almost against character if he didn't go after Scott and, you know, be part of the team. So, um, that was disappointing. Um, also we find out, well, I think we find out that Mystique has been Captain America this entire time. So, um, you know, I don't know how far the manipulation has gone though. Like, I'm not sure if they're saying that, you know, Emma has been kind of using the X-Men to go after villains that the ones want her going after. Cause you know, she kind of barters a deal with them. Um, you know, I don't know if this is a case of, you know, she just kind of like, you know, you know, it being like almost a happy accident where it just kind of falls into her lap and she's kind of manipulating things behind the scenes or if she really gave, you know, Scott this mission statement. So, um, I know we only have a handful of issues left. I'm not quite sure what the issue count is before we get into, um, Hickman's run. 
So we know that all of the X books are getting canceled, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, which is disappointing because I've really enjoyed this book. Um, so, and I don't know if it's a case of, you know, Rosenberg having to like, you know, cut things short. You know, I was going to ask, really do you feel... think that's what caused this type of issue? Maybe. Like, Maybe. oh, it was all Emma Frost. You, you know? know, I mean, it's just too convenient for mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, we find out at the end of the issue that Wolverine's on to her. Um, he confronts her and Mystique and Mr. Sinister, I guess. You know, she basically um, has the X-Men, like, give up Sinister to her at the end of last issue, we find out. You know? But Sinister was being really sinister in yes. this issue, though. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, we'll see where it leads to. Hmm. Um, you know, hopefully they're able to stick the landing, though. No, I... I... Was really enjoying it at first, this mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. But then the more involved she seemed to be with every single element, I was like, oh, wow, okay, we kind of just wrapped up the story. Here. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of the route they're going, mm-hmm. um, which just feels very, it just feels so easy and unfortunate because I, I liked the story we're going to I loved how dark this, this whole arc has been and everything. Um, you know, the X-Men, like, you know, becoming, like, this underground group again and, you know, back to kind of their roots, like, from the late 80s, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, that kind of team. So, um, it's just disappointing. It really is. So, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully, you know, like I said, they stick their landing and it's it's not the case and maybe this was Scott's mission and everything, the whole, you know time and you know we get to see that mission you know get completed in some fashion but right now i feel like the book could end like next issue yeah you know (laughs) so and i'm having a hard time finding online like when is like rosenberg's last issue because i know hickman's run starts in like july so it's coming sooner than later but yeah so um but yeah that was that was Uncanny X Men number nineteen. <laughs> Come on, cheer up! We have War of Realms to talk about now. Number five. Number five. So this book is a fucking music video, man. Like <laughs> it's insane. It's everything that I really wanted from metal. Um, just the art alone is worth like the cover price. Um, that's by Russell Doderman. I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but I mean, he's a fantastic artist. So, um, this is the first issue though, where it, I feel like this story kind of gets disjointed and it's a little harder to follow because it's really just like a clip show where it's like (laughs) just giving you like little bits Mm. and pieces of where everyone's at. Like this whole you know, war is taking place across the world and off the world. Like, it's all over the place. So you're kind of seeing, like, scene from scene, panel for panel. We're just jumping all over the place. Um, So it's a little harder to track. But just, you're getting these fucking insane moments, you know, panel for panel. Just, it's it's a spectacle. It really is. Mm -hmm. So Do you feel like this was more like a placeholder type of issue to kind of, like bring everything back together because there are about a million tie-ins at this point i don't even know if i could say it's bringing everything back together i mean it really feels like they're all over the place um and i know next issue is the last issue this is the first issue where i i felt like you know i missed out on a lot of things Mm -hmm. because of all those tie-in issues um 
you know, the other issues I felt like we were okay not reading, you know, the 200 tie-in issues that they have where I was still able to follow everything and I, I got a lot out of it. Um, but this, once again, I mean, me saying that, I, I'm also going to say, like, I I feel like this isn't, you know, this is a light substance book, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. This is definitely like a summer blockbuster kind of movie where, you know... It, the visuals are enough to, you know, make up for, you know, how light the substance necessarily is. The yeah, story so, is. So Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's so many just cool scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, these heroes on fucking, like, Pegasuses, you know, with fucking machine guns, like, tearing down fucking trolls and everything. Just shit that you would never think of in your wildest dreams that you would ever get in a fucking panel you're getting in this book. Um, we basically are, you know, running towards our conclusion at this point. Um, it sounds like we're going to have the face off between uh, Melikith and Thor. Um, he's got, uh, Melikith has got uh, Odin and his mom, basically. Um, Thor has got to get to that dimension, but only Thor can enter it. But it sounds like they're going to make it rain Thor's. Jane Foster has got her hands on a hammer and she's, it seems like she's going to turn into Thor. She kind of like makes a comment like, you know, you know, can there be two Thors or something like that? Now we know she's going to end up being Valkyrie later on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, this is going to be the debut of that character. Um, But then like the next cover is like just a whole bunch of Thors. So I don't know if we're going to have a bunch of characters picking up hammers here or what. Um, So... I'm guessing it's going to be a fantastic, like, finale, you know, just from the setup and everything like that. And, I mean, this book, I mean, this is, like I said, this is everything that we wanted out of metal. You know, this mm. is the most fucking metal, like, <laughs> Marvel book we've ever gotten. So... Just um, hopefully it sticks the landing. You know? Yeah, once again, you know, it's all about sticking that fucking landing. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, like... I definitely recommend this book. Hmm. So I definitely, it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. You know, even though this, this was a little off track, it's still just, just to kind of thumb through it. And, you know, you don't even have to read the goddamn bubbles of this book <laughs> to enjoy it. <laughs> Seeing fucking Punisher with a fucking group of fairies all carrying machine guns and tearing down, like, you know, adversaries. Fantastic shit, man. I mean, got everything a 13-year-old David would want. So, I mean, <laughs> just a good time. All right. Well, speaking of sticking the landing, we have to talk about Spider-Man's final confrontation with Kraven. I thought this was well done. So, you know, anytime you, like, try to do a sequel to a classic, like Kraven's Last Hunt, mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult. But I think they pulled it off. Um, the best they could. I believe they they introduced Craven's motives finally, um, and basically it's to get Spider Man to kill him. He's pissed off that Spider Man didn't fucking kill him when he was brought back originally. Um, so he was trying to break him down to get to that point, um, and he does it in you know some serious fucked up ways. Um, you know. Um, basically, you know, trying to manipulate him into fucking doing it. Because the, the whole legend is that he's got to die at the hands of a spider. Because mm. otherwise, you know, he um, he can't perish. Um, so, 
you know, they do it in a way that really highlights what makes Peter tick. Um, you know, where he's able to stay true to his, his character. Um, and I thought they did it in pretty fucking, you know, badass fashion. So I'm going to recommend this book. Um, you know, but in the, so in the long run, what ends up happening is basically Craven realizes the error of his ways and everything and realizes that, you know, you know, it's not the spider that Craven admires. It's more of the man who Peter is that Mm -hmm. he admires. Um, and he ends up basically letting Peter go because he, he realizes that. And then he ends up basically tricking his son into killing him. Um, he dresses up as um, Spider-Man, which is, you know, harkens back to Craven's last hunt, where he takes over as Spider-Man shortly. He he basically dresses up in the Bro, I feel costume. like I would recognize my dad dressed as Spider-Man, you know. You're not built like Spider-Man, though. <laughs> Your dad's not either, right? So he basically, well, his son is, he just got his ass kicked by the lizard too. So he's a little out of it also. So, but he, he jumps, you know, um, Craven, his son, which Mm. I think he is actually going by Craven, which is, I guess he's junior. Um, and you know, they battle and he ends up killing him. So, and I guess that's his way around the whole legend because, you know, in a way he's, he was Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man that did him in. So I don't know, you know, but I felt like it was a nice poetic way to see that character go out. But now his son, you know, after finding this out, is going after Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I, that's going to be the next arc, it seems like. So it was it was a nice little story. And, nice and little you story. don't feel like this hurts or does anything to the original story? No, man, I could put okay. that aside. And mm-hmm. really, I feel like it honored it because it really, you know, pays homage to it so many different times and you know made me remember how great that story was and it makes me want to go back and read it so and hopefully for new fans who haven't read that story they'll go back and you know visit it mm-hmm. so um you know and get introduced to you know one of the best spider-man movies uh, movies one of the best spider-man <laughs> stories of all time hopefully that ends up on the screen at some point craven's last song it's really dark i don't know how they would do it <laughs> It's pretty dark. You know, he basically drives Spider-Man insane at one point. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'd watch so, it. Oh, yeah, I would watch it. I don't think I don't fo- I don't think Foggy would is wanting to go down that road, but anyway. So, all right. So, Christian, you read Batman number 72. Yeah, I caught up with Batman again. Um where we left off, uh Batman was, you know, finally getting out of his nightmare sequences. Uh, he'd been like put in a coma for a long time and uh, for a long time, right? <laughs> Eight issues long. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's almost a year. I know. Uh, is this book monthly? Uh, or is it's it... bi monthly? Okay, so it's two okay. Times a month. So it's just like four, four months. months, but still <laughs> a quarter of a year. Right? <laughs> you know, whatever. He he breaks out. Of course, um, he's just beating the shit out of everyone in Arkham <laughs> after that. Like, and it's it's like almost comical. Like, the way these villains are, like, backing up in fear, but he just charges through. Like, wait, we were we were just doing what we were told. We don't... Boom. So is he completely unhinged at this point? He's unhinged, but he... Okay, he is kind of unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But he, with reason, you know. He's no, trying, not, you know, I, I get the motive. No one believes him uh, that Bane is in control of all of this, and he's kind of just going out there trying to get Bane. Okay. Um, but making the villains of Arkham pay. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you get this really... Finally, you get this really badass action sequence from, you know, Batman that we haven't had in eight issues. And then the very next issue, Tom King decides to do what Tom King does best, which is make you doubt everything about the character. Okay. Is he sane? Is 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 any of this real at this point? Is this still just is a Is he nightmare? still in a coma? Exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was very Mr. Miracle, the way that uh, these last two issues were written. Um, a lot of mind fuckery. Yeah. Okay. Um, I dig that. So at this point, you know, um, Batman, you know, decides to put a red light bulb behind the bat signal, and that pretty much alerts all the bat family to come in. Um, of course. Oh, is that the move? Is that how he does it? I now? guess. I guess so. But okay. Um, he he gets who he can. There's plenty of storylines out there where some of them couldn't show up, and uh, they. They kind of investigate what's going on. And um, at the same time, we get like this kind of dual storyline where he's also at the... Uh, he breaks into his own house and finds Bane there um, in control of Alfred and everything. Why does he have to break into his own house? I guess um, Alfred and Bane have... Uh, plus his father have... Um, Fortified or yeah. anything like that? Okay. So they, uh, he's having this whole. He starts fighting Bane, of course. He's not winning, um, and Alfred pretty much tells him, you know, just admit that you've lost at this point, just quit. Really? And it seems like Alfred has like he's being completely manipulated or is being completely controlled by Bane because we also get. Because I was like, that's really un Alfred like. Trust me, it gets it gets bigger because um, the Bat family also doesn't believe that Bane is actually out, and. So and they that think Batman that, is just think beating the shit out of people. Yeah. And, and the way it's written, though, it makes you feel like maybe Batman has lost it. So what do you think? Do you think Batman's lost it? No, or do you he think... hasn't lost it. He's, it's clearly a big plan from Bane. And that's what we get in the next issue. But, do you um, think that's what... Was it AT&T that like, had issues? Who owns DC now? Who knows? Because I have no idea. Because you remember that there was a report last week that they're Mm. making Tom King end his run short because they felt they didn't believe in the direction that they were taking. He was taking the character. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can't handle how dark this storyline is getting because it's getting dark, man. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the Bat family actually does confer with um, Alfred and, of course, Alfred tells them no, yeah, none of this is happening. This is all in Bruce's head at this point. Okay. So Alfred is now obviously under the control of Bane. And um, so in conclusion to this three-part, um, uh, these three parts that have been going on for this part of the story, um, Batman is now on his own in the house having this massive fight with um, Bane. Okay. Um and ultimately, he does get his back broken again. Wow. Okay. But all during this. So this is all just panels of fighting with a monologue going on top of it. The monologue, uh, by the end, which we find out, is actually his father talking. So the whole time you think maybe it's Batman discussing. Because it's going through the exact plan that pretty much Bane has been putting together. Mm-hmm. Kind of like his assumptions of the plan. Okay. 
Um, That's really Thomas. Yeah, and it's 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 a fucked up plan. You know, it's it's really like, um, you know, everyone's gone at Batman by like beating him and trying to fight him and making him bleed and trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And of course, every time he gets back up, he stands back up. Bane has done it in a way where he found his hearts and he found um, his hopes and dreams and he, he crushed them on the inside. And his whole goal is just to make him quit being Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's why Thomas Wayne is behind it because he doesn't want his son to be Batman. Okay, so that's why Thomas Wayne is helping yes. Bane here. Mm-hmm. So, alright. And that's how the issue ends. It's just Batman gets his back broken. Now, how... Far away are we from the actual conclusion of the storyline? Well, this is 72, so he has until issue 85. Okay. So we're about 10 or 11 away. Okay, so 12, actually, yeah. if it's by month or by weekly, so then we actually only have like a like three or four months. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we'll see how it turns out. No, uh, this was really well written, though. Okay. I, I Honestly, you could see the Eisner winner behind these issues. Okay. Unlike Heroes in <laughs> Crisis. Unlike Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> Which I still... There was glimmers of mm. that, obviously. Um, but yeah, no. So this is kind of his way of making up for that. But I also don't see how someone who hasn't been reading from at least I Am Suicide understands what's going on at this point. Yeah. Which was like back in issue like 20 or something like that. Six or like 17. Oh, wow. So okay. it's like, I, I have no idea how to explain this to someone. <laughs> is it really that confusing, though, where you feel like you need to this, pick up this, this issue? issue this issue 72 alone, <coughs> where they're explaining what Bane has been doing, mm-hmm. and like going through how you know they manipulated Gotham Girl, they manipulated um, uh, Bat... Uh, not Batwoman, um, Catwoman, mm-hmm. into like, you know, having these... like. It's so intricate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so it's intricate. It's a hell of a plan, you know, <laughs> especially for Bane, yes. you know. But, uh, I mean, that's what makes it cool, though, that it's a character that you would never expect this from. Like, they uh, manipulated Booster Gold. So, I, I don't know if you remember talking about this. Booster Gold um, changes the past to show Batman what his life would be like if he uh, never became Batman. Oh, they do, like, it's a wonderful life with him? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's totally like fucks him up mentally okay. at one point. And so he comes back with the knowledge that, you know, the world would be horrifying if I never became Batman. Okay. And then he manipulates Catwoman by sending Joker to explain to him, if you be, bring him happiness, he will no longer be Batman. So if there's no Batman, this world will be in horrors. Uh-huh. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. How do you manipulate the Joker, though? Um, or was the Joker the Joker like, was play just along? Sense. You know, he doesn't want them to get married. He doesn't want him to be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's just okay. the Joker on his own. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> you don't really pull pull uh, the Joker's no, strings. The Joker beats so, everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, all right. But so yeah. this is definitely highly recommended. I would definitely it. read from issue one all the way through. Over wow. again. This is okay. really that well done. So for me, at least, because I know, like, the, in the middle of that scarecrow arc, you were kind of, you know, down I was, with I was, going I was on. worried. You know, I was like, is this like we're just like filler? Eight is this... issues. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and I'm probably at that time, you know, it's like, well, I got 105 issues to play with, mm-hmm. so 
But man, well, so are you disappointed that he's not going to get to tell his full story here? I, you know, I'm worried if it's going to get rushed. I, I'm hoping because it's it's been such a big story. Because they're cutting them down by twenty five issues. Yeah, that's insane. It's a lot. You know, hopefully he can like you know, kind of put a bow on it. Hmm. I mean, what do we say? He's got like seven issues left or eight issues left. So, man, that sucks. I wonder what he was planning on doing that was just so, like, off-brand. Because this all still feels Batman. Yeah. And Batman, like I said, they fucking killed him before. I mean, there's so much they've done to Batman. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a comic. You just fucking, you either pretend it didn't happen or what, I mean, come on. And it's DC, too. I mean, their continuity (laughs) is always in flux. So, I mean, please. I mean, give me a break. I just don't know. Alright, well, that's it for comics. Yes. Alright, I'm going to have to read some Batman. Uh, Let's move on to wrestling. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on. You better get your act together, or you're, you're... Yowie, wowie! Hold on, boss. Huskis will get his act together. <laughs> Trust me. And I know the perfect way to start. Hit it! You got it, dude. Now shake those hips. And let your backbone slip. Pull up your pants. And do the muscle man dance. Just follow my voice. You don't really have a choice. And pull up your pants. And do the muscle man dance. Now wiggle your behind. Erase your mind. Pull up your pants. And do the muscle man dance. Damon hates wrestling. All right, Damon, we've made it through another week, and there's been a shit ton of wrestling in the last seven days. There has been. Um, we're only going to talk about some of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll explain more later. But we had NXT TakeOver 25. Yes. So let's get down to it. Let's talk about this card. Um, to start off, we had Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. In a classic match. Um, this was a great contrast of styles. Um, Roderick Strong was just fucking on point. Um, Matt Riddle is really coming into his own. Um, I really... I, I like seeing different dimensions to his character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're getting that. Um, he, he's versatile as a wrestler, which I really like. Um, it, it, just really believable, too. But this was, I mean, they just clicked on all cylinders in this match. Um, I highly recommend watching this match. <laughs> I really love every time Matt um, calls out Brock on Twitter, though. 
mm-hmm. saying that he's going to show up. I keep, well, I want it to happen now. Yeah. At this point, yeah. like, just show up with Saudi. He's and smart, just though. Him. I mean, he's hyping this, uh, mm. a match between those two, you know, probably years in the making, because I don't <laughs> see that happening anytime fucking soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's smart on his part. But yeah, no, this was a great fucking match, you know, and I really think both guys came out looking strong. So, um, but yeah, I, I, for Riddle though, I mean, I think he's going to be in that main event, like picture sooner than later. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, so moving on, we had, uh, the ladder match for the vacant NXT tag team championships. Now I do want to talk about how ridiculous it is that they had the war Raiders just vacate the titles. They should have just let them fucking go out on their backs the right way and let someone actually get over. I mean, maybe they wanted to do this match anyway, but I don't know, man. Something just rubs me the wrong way, you know, because it was especially because they haven't been on fucking TV for Mm -hmm. the last couple weeks either on top of it. So I I don't know what the fuck the point of that was. Neither have the champions, by the way. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Makes no fucking sense. So, but anyway enough about that show let's talk about the show we have the uh street profits going up against danny birch oni lorkin undisputed era and the forgotten sons this was a goddamn good ladder match especially a tag ladder match um you know which is hard to pull Hmm. off so um it definitely i mean they had some great spots here it was fucking brutal um all the teams got to shine at different parts of the match um, it was well orchestrated, so um, they definitely did a great job, like mapping this match out. Were you surprised to see the Street Profits win? No, not necessarily, because I feel like they've been getting you know a lot of spotlight lately. Hmm. So um, I did feel like I think maybe if if Roderick Strong would have won his match then I would have expected, you know, Undisputed Era to win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going for that sweep almost. Um, you know, and that was kind of set up in, like, promos and everything. But after Strong lost, um, I wasn't necessarily surprised by Street Profits winning. So, um, it, it, they're over with the crowd and everything like that. So, and it's, I think it's time. It's their time at this point. So... Um, but yeah, this is once again a great ladder match. Mm-hmm. You know, NXT man, they know how to do fucking ladder matches, but they have fucking Shawn Michaels working behind the scenes, so it only makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So, uh, but yeah, so let's move on. Um, uh, next up, we have Velveteen Dream going up against Tyler Breeze. This is one I was extremely excited for. Okay, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, it was it was a good match. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was one of Velveteen's best on NXT so far. I agree. Um, it was good to see Tyler Breeze back in action, pretty much. I'm happy for Tyler Breeze. <laughs> yes. Um, he requested to be mm-hmm. on NXT, which I think is awesome. And I hope more wrestlers do that. Because um, why the fuck not? They weren't doing anything with him. Um, you know, uh, and they haven't done anything with him. I know Fandango's been hurt and everything like that, but... Just a waste of a talent and everything. So I like this new attitude he has mm-hmm. and everything. Um, you know, it's refreshing to see him in the spotlight. So, but yeah, if, as far as the match, it was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Um, I just, man, I knew Tyler Breeze wasn't going to win the match. 
I think I would have just liked to see, like I don't think I ever believed that he was going to win at any point of the match though. Yes. You know, that I think that's probably one of my issues is more like how the match was constructed. Um you know, I mean, make me believe that Tyler's going to, you know, win that title. Mm-hmm. So, um I hope that they allow him, you know, to actually get over you know, um, you know, with his next like program and feud, you know, give him a push here, build him up again. You know, I want, what I want them to explore his newer elements to his character as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, book him strong, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, make him that fucking disgruntled vet, you know, um, I don't want him just to be like a gatekeeper, you know, for the yeah. mid card on NXT, which I feel like he's going to end up being. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and then next up, we had the women's championship match between Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai. Uh, it was a really good match. Um, I was really hoping for Shirai at this point to win because mm-hmm. I'm expecting Shayna to go up any day. See, I hope I I I feel like she. I don't is hope this... for anyone to go up. Yeah, but I, expect <laughs> I think they'll hold off. Mm-hmm. You know, especially after she won this match. I just feel like it's going to be a little bit before we see her, you know. I mean, maybe after SummerSlam or something. Um, I feel like she's going to be here for a while, at least. And it's great. It's a great story Mm -hmm. just to have this fucking monster, you know, in that women's division um, that no one can fucking overcome at this point. So, But still, she was brought down pretty harshly by Io. In this mm. ma- after match, at least. No, it's a good showing for mm. her and everything. And, you know, I, I think that's just their way of continuing this feud. So, you know, I, I definitely see a rematch happen mm. sooner, um, soon. So, but I I don't know. I just don't feel like Shayna Baszler, you know, is going to be up anytime soon. I'd I love to see her versus Becky. You know, that'd be great. But, like you said, I mean, I... I don't want to see anyone get called up <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I just don't trust them. Uh-huh. So, um, it's not enough time on both shows. No, <laughs> no, there isn't. Not anymore. <laughs> but all right. So, well, do you see um, Shirai having a heel turn anytime soon? Because it felt very heelish at the end there. Um, Even Candace she... seemed confused. Who would she work against? Candice? Maybe. Of course, uh, they would put on good matches. So do you think we're going to... See, I feel like we're, Candace is probably going to be Baszler's next opponent. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. I just like... I, I'm fine with her just having an edge. Like, her not mm-hmm. having to go full heel here. And just being kind of fed up. So, um... Yeah, I just feel like she's just been pushed to the brink, and that's why you know we're getting her caning the shit out of people after the match, which um, is fine with me. It's just it felt very much like they were trying to angle that, especially even with the announcers going like, "This is very not sportsman." Like even Morrow was going in on her. Yeah, in the I moment. Don't know. So it's just uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, I want to see her versus Asuka on the main roster. At some point, that's never going to happen. Or send Asuka back down, but... We haven't even seen the Kabuki Warriors. No. I don't think... I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's stop talking about the main roster, Christian. <laughs> God damn it. 
All right. Last but not least, we have Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. All right. Christian, thoughts on the match? Uh, I enjoyed the first one much more. Really? I love this match, though. I enjoyed it. So, uh, what did you... So, what didn't work for you in this match? I don't know. Um... It wasn't holding. It wasn't holding my attention throughout the entire match. I feel really like okay. I felt. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the right words here. You know, it's. I'm maybe I'm getting too. Maybe I'm getting over um, Johnny Gargano at this point. Okay, because I'm seeing him at the main event like for the last feels like fifteen takeovers. Okay. But, so you've seen, you know, so many of his mm-hmm. spots and so many. So are you, like, would you want to see, who do you want to see in that picture, in the main event picture at this point? I don't, I don't know, because I don't know who's, who else is ready. Because right now point. I could watch him all day long, so I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't echo what you're saying here. Like, I, I, I like the direction that they were going when he was heel and they were going, like, I wanted to, maybe I still needed to see the finish of that, of, that of that feud. Yeah, that is disappointing mm. that we didn't get to see the conclusion of that. But I'm extremely happy for Cole to actually win the title. You know, I'm happy for Cole and I wanted him to win the title, but I feel like this was too soon for Johnny's like reign mm. also. Like I'm tired of Johnny losing. You know? Mm. I get I guess get it. Like it's part of his like gimmick almost, you know, to be, you know, the comeback king. Yeah. But I'm almost wondering, too, like, are they about to call him up? Because he was originally part of that group, you know, and the Tommaso got hurt, Mm -hmm. and then he went back down. So I'm kind of wondering, like, is this going to, like, are we going to get, like, one more match between these guys, and then Johnny's going back, you know? I definitely see this going to, like, SummerSlam weekend, at least. Really? Okay. I just don't know how we can, I don't know. So we're going to get three out of this, which makes sense, because you got... Yeah, this would be the rubber match. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's it, the next takeover, right? SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Unless they, like I said, unless they feel like they need to bring him up. You know, it's all about ratings right now. So, <laughs> you well, know. what ratings is he going to bring in if he's not on TV? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. EC three is on they'll, the main roster. They'll name. put him. EC three is on the main. He's roster. there though. He's chasing after our truth, but he's there. So hopefully we don't see Johnny chasing after our truth. <laughs> I just would, you know, I think my my only critique of the match is I didn't like the finish. I would have liked to see, you know, Johnny retain. Um, just to, you know, I I just I I don't know. I'm sick of him losing. I'm sick yeah, of that whole. But at the same like, time, it made sense to from the last him match, walking off with his head down. And I, well, so. I feel like it made sense storyline wise because you know they they brought up all this drama between the undisputed era and you know Cole not being able to go out there and just win it on his own and stuff like that. Uh, I you know I felt like it made sense for Cole to come out as winner in this match after all the all the speculation of. Can Cole even win this match? After it definitely the last felt one? like they were building up Cole and mm-hmm. everything like that. I just felt like it was to the detriment of Johnny. Um, but in the end, nothing's going to hurt him. He's, no, he's going to be the golden. But boy it just over makes there. me feel like he's coming up, you know, soon. So, um, well, rest in peace, Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it is what it is, man. 
that's the state of WWE, I guess, <laughs> nowadays. So, uh, but yeah, so overall, if you are going to give this a star rating out of five, as always, what would you give it? Um, I think I'd still give it a solid uh, four. Yeah, I, I'd probably do four on this. Um, you know, because once again, top from bottom, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a entertaining. It was an NXT show. Quality fucking matches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least part of the brand is giving us that yes. right now. You know, I try not to, like, look at it as, you know, is this pay-per-view versus a WWE pay-per-view. Because they're completely different. They are. In quality and content. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you expect to get wrestling out of NXT, mm-hmm. and that's what you get. Damn good wrestling. So, um, so it didn't it didn't disappoint again. Um, I can't believe there's been twenty five of these. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> I was surprised when this. I was like, it can't be twenty five years. So there have there been like twenty five. Yeah, takeovers, but I guess there has been. That's insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I can't remember a bad takeover. You know, I mean, really. I mean, that's insane to think, though. Mm-hmm. Can you say that with, the, you know, the main roster pay-per-views? No. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, we won't really be talking about Raw or SmackDown this week, uh, just because we've got the whole Super Show happening on Friday. Uh, actually, as this is dry, or actually, when this drops, yes. it already would have happened. <laughs> um, but we... You know, once again, decided not to cover it yeah, because it. it's gross and we don't want to cover it. Fuck them. <laughs> Just because they have no morals doesn't mean we have to not have morals. But, Damon, but Damon, there was one segment that did stand out this week. That's correct. That would be, once again, the Firefly Funhouse. What? Who's writing this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it was... It was one of the best moments in wrestling this year, you know, and there wasn't a fucking punch thrown or <laughs> it didn't take place in a ring, but goddamn, I loved every second of it. No, and I like I avoided spoilers for it because I wanted to watch it on my own. Uh-huh. And even then, I still I totally did not see any of what happened coming. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you think Vince understands what these things are about? I probably not. You know, <laughs> so I mean, we got a Vince McMahon puppet who's also Satan, and you know, totally riffing on you know uh, Vince's whole obsession with fucking you know bodybuilder types. Um, yeah, all the rumors we've heard about Vince, and you know, you know, people who don't look like you mm-hmm. know the typical you know WWE you know eighties fucking superstar you know look. Uh, I mean, it was all there, you know, all those like critiques. So, um, I, I really don't know. I don't know who's behind it, but God bless them. They yes, should be right. writing the whole fucking show. It is literally such good shit. Yes. Yes. Right. Speaking of which, we got the debut of Moxley in New Japan. Um, and this is his first match outside of WWE in general. Yes. 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 The Death Rider. <laughs> has arrived. I guess that's the new moniker he's going by, um, which I dug. I was kind of hoping he would come out to the classic Anthrax song, but he didn't. That's okay. Um, it would fit, though. It, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Death Rider. Uh, but yeah, no, I was, 
I was surprised by the attire. I was kind of hoping he was going with the mm-hmm. uh, the pants that we saw him in at uh, Double or Nothing, but he wore the small trunks. Um, but he has like remade himself completely, um, which I really, really dug. I mean, from his move set, um, he just feels like a different guy. Um, you know, he's definitely you know doing more of what we saw when he first was introduced into WWE, you know, from his mannerisms mm-hmm. and everything like that. He's doing that weird shoulder thing. Yeah, I was about to ask, does he still do the... Oh, tons. <laughs> tons of that. But he, it just feels completely unhinged in the ring, which was great. Um, they, him and Juice, brutalized each other. I mean, they really, like, he, he got, he busted him open hard way and everything like that. And he, they were no, I mean, they weren't trying to hide what Moxley was trying to do here. Like, he was going at his eyebrow, you know, with his fucking knuckle. And he was fucking pelting him um, with rights just over and over again. Juice's forehead was horrific at the end of the match. I mean, it was hard hitting, you know, to say the least. So, um, but I really, really dug hmm. this match. The intensity was there and everything. You know, my biggest like qualm with Dean was the, over the last like two or three years, it felt like he was going through the motions. Now, listening to all his interviews, it, it makes sense. Yes, he you was. know, <laughs> he was heartbroken. You know, he finally got his dream and everything like that, and it turned into a nightmare. Um, so it makes sense why, you know, I mean, he was still out there doing what he had to do and everything like that, but he couldn't be himself. And this really felt like a man just like reinvigorated Mm -hmm. and, you know, coming into his own again and just, you know, getting that creative freedom where he could be the character he wants to be, um, which was great, which was just, I mean, it was, it was so refreshing to see. So, and I want more of this. So, I mean, just intense, hard-hitting, in-your-face. I mean, they had great chemistry in the ring. Um, They even did this wonderful spot at the end where Dean hits the dirty deeds. It doesn't work. Um, You know, uh, Juice kicks out and Dean just smiles because he knows he's got more, you know, in his arsenal. And then he goes and you know, he hits his real finisher, which is almost like a version of the Dirty Deeds, just more intense, like almost like a brain buster. Um, you know, uh, but it, like a twist on the Dirty Deeds with a brain buster, I guess is the way I would describe it, which doesn't make any sense, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like Edges and Paler. Do you remember that? Um, Edge yeah. for a while used a that like... Game. <laughs> really? Yeah. Edge used the Impaler for a while, which was like a, like almost like a a pause like DDT, like where he'd get him up in the air, pull them a little bit, mm-hmm. and then like DDT him. It was very similar to that. So, um, but yeah, John Moxley is your United States champion in New Japan. So, and I feel like that's a good choice for them, especially with all the news behind him. That's going to bring a lot of attention to New Japan. It's smart. I wonder what his title. contract's like, though. You know, because I know he's supposed to be full time mm-hmm. with you know AEW also. So I'm, I mean, obviously he has their blessing, um, and he's going to be working Dominion yes. too. So I don't know if he's going to be working for New Japan up to like the start of AEW, like once they really start like rolling Maybe out it's like a weekly shows, game, pretty much. 
you know, but I hope they, they, they're open to like letting him have this relationship with New Japan. Cause I mean, God, man, it's, it, I just I'll think of all the different matchups mm. and everything like that. He was fucking batting young boys around. It was great to see flicking off people. I mean, just, I mean, just a total different level of intensity from him. He's got at least face Naito. Oh, he also, he all, oh, God, I can't even imagine what that'd be like. <laughs> I think I'd actually be scared for him. <laughs> um, the crowd was really into him too, which was great. They fucking, he came through the crowd and they, they fucking popped for it. They loved it. They were chanting his name like halfway through the match. Nice. You know, and he was definitely working heel. So it was, it was interesting. It really was. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I can't wait to see, you know, him and Dominion. I don't know who the hell he's facing off against. No, I, I didn't recognize the name. No. My first thought was like, did they throw him a young lion? I don't Is this know. a young lion getting revenge? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was the storyline they were going for, you know, but I've kind of fallen out mm. of touch with the, you know, the product uh, as of late. So, um, maybe is it like a new up and comer? So I don't know. I don't no, know. man. I hope um, Naito comes out <coughs> weekends after uh, as Intercontinental Champion again after beating Kota, and maybe um, they just do a program with Dean or with uh, Moxley. I, I gotta stop calling him Dean. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. Those two. I mean, I, I can imagine them having great chemistry in the ring. Yeah, and the, just those two demeanors and everything mm-hmm. going up against each other. That'd be fun shit. That would be so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, and we've got Dominion, that's this weekend. Yes. So, which is crazy to think we're going to get Jericho versus Okada. So we'll definitely be talking about that next week. Yes, next week. For sure. So that's going to do it for this week, Christian. Yes. All right, David. Well, before they go, they need to check out dramacityproductions.com. That's where we have all our stable mates, all their podcasts. Definitely check them out. Uh, there's tons to listen to. So just head over there right now or you can head over to your favorite podcast platform because we're probably there and while you're there go ahead and you know hit subscribe give us that five star rating and you know what write a little review only if you like the show though only if you like the show of course they like the show (laughs) if you don't like the show go fuck yourselves if you've gotten to the end of the episode (laughs) and you don't like the show yeah right (laughs) especially with how long our episodes are so, but yes, you know, an independent podcast like us, we need that feedback. We need that love. It means a lot to us. So, um, but you could also check us out on our favorite app right now, Podcoin. Yes. This is our way of giving love back to you. Because if you sign up with Podcoin today, you can get 300 coins. That's an app that pays you to listen. That's right. And what is that promo code they can use? Yes, that's Nerd Show. That is Nerd Show, and that's 300 coins, and that goes through awesome things like gift cards, and you can even give that money to charity if you want. So, I mean, go ahead, download that app now. Yes. And while you're at it, head over to Facebook, head over to Instagram, head over to Twitter, follow us, follow us, follow us. Yes, we post great stuff on every single platform. Definitely check us out. You could probably see me holding that golden, beautiful title, maybe wearing one of those amazing Nerd Show t-shirts. 
<laughs> Where would you get one of those awesome t-shirts? Oh, well, right now you can head over to ProWrestlingTees.com and find us on there with two of our amazing Nerd Show t-shirts. We got the black and white label and we got the gold and black one. That's right. So go ahead, help support the show, yes. and get some cool nerd swag while you're at it. Hey, Christian. Yeah, Damon? What's this awesome music we're hearing right now? Well, we're listening to DJ Greg Brebner right now. And where can I check out more of his work? We well, can head over to SoundCloud. Look him up. That's right. And you could also follow him also on Instagram. Yes. So go ahead and support those artists that are supporting us. And Damon, if they like the music at the beginning of the show, what band could they check out? That is Them Guilty Aces. They've got tons of stuff up on iTunes. they got a bunch of videos up on YouTube. And if you live in the Chicagoland area, check out a show. They play almost every weekend. A great rockabilly band and just an awesome group of guys. I feel like you should get tattooed on you. Great rockabilly band. That makes no sense. Right <laughs> Not I the feel guilty like that aces. Is your <laughs> <laughs> no, really, go check out that band. They're amazing. Yes. Um, so, what are we talking about next week, Damon? I have no idea, Christian. You tell me. Well, this weekend is the beginning of E3. Damon's looking at me very blankly. Yes. <laughs> it's the big video game press conferences that they have every single year. Now some studios have, you know, stepped out. But this is going to be Microsoft's big year to show off, give us a look at what their future is. A few other game studios will be doing this. Um, this weekend, maybe on Sunday, I will probably give you a reaction video at least to Microsoft's press concert because that's the only one that will be on Sunday this year. Usually we get like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, everything. But people are backing off. They're having their own press conferences. We'll do reactions for those down the road. Where can you see these reaction videos? Well, you can head over. If you're following us on Facebook, it'll be live streamed there um, or our YouTube or our um, Twitch channel. Our YouTube and Twitch? (laughs) I know. We have YouTube and Twitch channels. But uh, so... Where can you find those channels at? Like, what's that under, Christian? Because well, I have of course, no clue. Amazing Nerd Show. <laughs> okay. And that's in the description, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, next year will be a much bigger year for streaming. Okay. We'll get there. We started. We, we dabbled, started. right? Yes. We dabbled. So. You know me. I like to give the best quality content that I possibly can, and I couldn't with my current setup. Yes, that's so. fine. Now you're a little more situated. Yes, we're getting there. All right. All right. We're getting there. That's <laughs> your phrase. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing it for two years now. <laughs> Christian, we're getting there. So, yeah, um, definitely check out our E3 coverage um, next week and, of course, uh, Dark Phoenix, which is we're all excited for right Damon yippee yay <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for you people and of course Dominion so uh, we'll talk to you next week alright well I'm Christian and I'm Damon and that's the amazing nerd show that's a lot of fish